I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight, with me, Omar Abid, Sarah Clark, at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram, and Claire Limmer Abid. You alright? Morning. I'm alright. Yeah. Are you alright? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Do you want to tell your face? <laughs> I think after the high drama of the dinner party last night, especially the first half of it, it just felt a bit flat. It did. Well, we've become addicts now, so we need bigger fixes to get It's like, oh, a little bit of drama. <laughs> there were some parts of me that stood out, like, I guess we'll come to it, but Paul C. Bronson had a moment, didn't he? Oh, that was good. I really liked that. Bianca and JJ. Yeah, 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 I really liked that. So I'm trying to remember who sat down on the couch first. I think it was it's a tricky one, that. I can't remember. Mark and Sean, I think. Oh, oh was it? I think it was. I think it was Mark and Sean, Yeah. And actually, like your tweet said, they're doing better than we might have thought. Yeah, I like Mark more than I thought I would originally. I'm just thinking, yeah, because that was the first tweet. So yeah. Yes, that's how we <laughs> yeah, can remember no, they who were, went first, so yeah. They were sweet. Like, Mark still did that hesitation, which I don't think Sean was expecting, when Sean was like, oh yeah, I really fancied him at first sight, it was great, there was a spark. And when they asked Mark, did you feel the same way? And he took a big pause. Sean was doing that thing of like, oh, you've got a long pause. But yeah. thinking that he'd then back it up with like, yeah, of course I did. But Mark's still playing it quite cool. I think that was the correct way to handle it from Sean. Like, we've seen people who feel they're not, uh, their partner doesn't find them attractive. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of played it off with a bit of of lightness, which I think is good because it's not putting loads of pressure on Mark. Totally. Just being, like, outraged and offended that... And they've probably had this conversation and Mark has said, you know, it's growing. So what else is there to do other than to, to... 
yeah. laugh a little bit at the, the, the huge pause. In many ways, <laughs> you couldn't magic a better partner for Mark than Sean. Yeah. He's such a lovely, chilled guy. He's, and he's so, so down to it. Yeah. He's so understanding. He's good looking and sweet and all the things that Mark would want him to be, but also just so chill. Yeah. Happy to handle him. Happy to handle Mark. So yeah, it was a really, it was quite a sweet little insight into that they're going well. I like them. Yeah, I do. Like I say, I'm, I'm uh, surprised that I like Mark as much as as much as I do, given our first impressions of him. Maybe they've been overshadowed. Well, definitely they've been overshadowed <laughs> by the drama. So definitely, we'll see. We'll see if we get any more of Mark's diva tendencies now they're living together. <laughs> I've just remembered something we did see. We saw them before they were getting ready for the commitment ceremony, and Sean was like, "Fun night," and Matt was like, "I loved it." <laughs> it was like, we was like, "Oh, God, I loved," wasn't he? It? it was so funny. He was lapping it up. So yeah, they're in. They're all in. You were quite surprised that they'd moved in the day after the dinner party. Well, yeah, because that seems like the worst time to move in, doesn't it? You've been to this dinner party and maybe you've got a bit drunk and maybe you're a bit hungover, but also you've probably got a drama hangover from everything that happened. Then you've got to move in together Mm -hmm. and you're going to be barely there before you then have to rock up to the commitment ceremony for like 10 hours. I do think the interlopers do get such a short straw. Because if you're in the whole time, yeah, obviously some people come and go like, we'll all have half forgotten like Portia and Terence by now. But I think if you're one of the interlopers, it just feels quite rushed. Mm. You get thrown into a lot of like animosity if we look at Erica and and, um, Tasha, because you do have people get their backs up a little bit of like, who are these new people? How dare they? and then, yeah, it's quite rushed moving in and yeah. trying to get through all those, like, you're not going to meet the in-laws because you've just come from the wedding. Like, in terms of the weeks yeah. of, like, commitment week and yeah, their week secret is week. <laughs> yeah, their what all the weeks are called. <laughs> no, what's this one, love-hate week or something? But their weeks are always going to be different, aren't yeah. they, I suppose? You're right. It feels like they're just paying catch-up and it's just yeah. a bit, like, shoehorned in to some extent. Yeah, this is, mm. this is week five of nine. So and they're like, in week one of yeah, four, yeah. so it's just like, they get such a short... Anyway, yeah. I'd be a bit annoyed. I remember Sophie saying when we interviewed her, when she found out she was one of the latecomers, you feel a bit like, well, why have I been picked to yeah. come in late? Anyway. And this year, Mark and Sean and Adrian and Matt are even later than... Erica, Erica and, Jordan. and Jordan, Bianca and JJ. They're even later again, aren't they? Oh yeah, they? Bianca and JJ were one of the latecomers and they've had this huge storyline. And then yeah. they've already... Anyway, <laughs> so who was next on the <laughs> after Mark and Sean? Was it well, like Luke and Jay? I or? think it might have been Thomas and Roz oh, and yeah. the big box of sex toys. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that yeah. at all. I wasn't yeah. expecting wow. that at all. They yeah. just, for me, and I've said this before, like they're such a lovely slow burn because every week it just looks stronger. It looks more sort of flirtatious and cute and cozy. Like they just feel like quite comfortable with each other. Yeah. And he didn't shy away when she was talking about the big box of sex toys. He sort of giggled and lent into it, didn't he? He didn't yeah. like... Yeah. I, it wasn't a no, was it? No, it definitely wasn't a no. <laughs> it's a shame they weren't in a slightly better position. Was it last week into Missy Week? A couple of uh, weeks ago, I think, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. With Charlene coming round. Yeah, because then mm. instead of just doing... Maybe that's the box she's talking about. Maybe, she, maybe Charlene <laughs> left a box being like, yeah, oh, we open this when it. you're ready. <laughs> week seven, week eight. <laughs> yeah, maybe because all we saw was the... Hugging in the staircase, yeah. which oh, we said yeah, that yeah. Rose in particular sort of did it as a tick box exercise, yeah. whereas um, now they've, they've got a dick box exercise. <laughs> dick box? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching in between us or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, they just seem so, 
they seem like the sort of couple you'd meet in the part like a just a normal I don't want to say everyone's abnormal but they just seem like boy and girl next door sort of yeah. vibes just very chill very cute yeah it's quite nice when they're it's on screen because nice. you think oh this Although could work you can see the beginnings though I don't know if you've seen Thomas's Instagram recently he's jacked up and I can see the beginnings of him starting to put some put some muscle on. Oh, really? And I think it's because because I mentioned that to Claire. I think it's because they've got nothing else to do. There's a gym in that <laughs> compound. Yeah, he's because got, the time frame. He must have started when they were filming. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because it's only what October now, and when did they finish? Maybe July. June. Well, yeah, Shona said like she left in April. Yeah. yeah. So, so like June, July. Mm. Anyway. So he must have started. So I think you know could be a, could be Matt's influence. Matt's influence. George <laughs> is very into his, into his fitness. Mm. I thought George's response of putting his hand over. His I know hands. that really made me laugh when they're talking about the sex toys, and he was like looking out through a fist, two fingers. <laughs> and that's George. Like you wouldn't expect George. I know to react that's like what that. I said. What? That, why are you cringing? You mm. talk about he, a lot of things. I think it was more the awkwardness <laughs> of Thomas having to do it I know he George is obviously confident talking about that stuff so he's not bothered about doing it himself but seeing a mate do it and be seeing your mate being awkward it didn't seem that awkward no he handled it again handled it handled it quite well yeah but the whole like dynamic the whole dynamic is so funny (laughs) because it's like imagine it was like the experts were the teachers and they're the pupils and it's like a sex ed class like in what world are you brought to the front and told to tell your own like (laughs) like wants and needs and desires like it's just funny and it's like I would be giggling on the sofa well wasn't there a thing was it last year or the year before when they sort of got told off a bit from Charlene because somebody was they were all just giggling about something she was like sexy and Charlie was something like come on we're all adults yeah I can't remember what it was but all had a little giggle I remember uh, definitely last year in the Australian one where Alessandra oh maybe it was oh it was it was Alessandra yeah because I did but she did an amazing thing just to the boys do you remember when she took the boys off and was talking about you need to ask the right questions okay does yeah. anyone know where the G spot is? And, they were and like, she was like saying, Australian Australian men just have no game. Yeah. They're all like, they're not like charming and romantic and don't sweep you off your feet at all. Right. And then all the guys were like, but I get loads of birds. <laughs> What's her benchmark though? What What's Alessandra? Is she Italian or Spanish? I think she's oh, she South, Colum- South American. Yeah, Colombian yeah, I'm not, or not sure exactly where. So yeah. maybe her benchmark's quite high. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> So next, would it be... I think then then maybe... Um, there seemed to be, basically, it was divided into two halves. Everyone who was kind of doing well and wasn't involved in dinner party drama, mm. they got out of the way first, and there was sort of a transition with Erica and mm. Tasha's Tasha conversation. So before that, I think we still had Luke and Jay and um, Matt and... Adrienne. It was interesting watching mm. Luke and Jay because they were told the same thing they were told last week. Yes. But sometimes yeah. you need to be told something a few times before it really lands. Mm-hmm. So last week they were told, stop worrying about the distance. Yeah. You'll cross that bridge when you come to it. But I really liked what Mel said this week about if you think about the distance and you don't work on the feelings, you'll get to the end and the feelings won't be strong enough to even worry about the distance. Well, yeah. she said it better than that, obviously. Well, I thought that was quite succinct. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she said it really well. And it made so much sense. But I can totally understand that. I can totally understand, like, jumping the gun and thinking, well, do I really want to get involved? Do I really want to give my complete yeah. self away, like, my heart away? Because he lives in Essex and I live in Burnley. But I think when your friends and family come... 
naturally those types of conversations are going to come up yeah because you your mind is going to be thinking about how he fits with your family how she fits with your friends and family or what have you and then you're bound to just start to picture what life might look like yeah so it was bound to happen for them this week i think it was interesting though that i thought luke said um my my mate said um he can't move he's not going to move and you pointed out you said that yeah (laughs) <laughs> I know you said you're not moving. Yeah. So don't blame your mate. Yeah. And also, he doesn't really get to choose. It's not your mate's choice whether you move or not. No, I see. I thought you Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke gets to choose, not his mate. Yeah, the friends are always annoying. I always just would like to be inside people's heads at this point because I would say, for, for example, with Luke and Jay, who seem to be going really well, they're very coupley, you know, they've been living together for a month, they're intimate, they really like each other. I'd love to be inside their heads. Are they still thinking of this as an experiment? Or do they genuinely feel like they're in a committed relationship? Mm. Because when they talk about, will this work outside? I'm like, well, if I, if I was sat on the sofa with someone's arm around me saying I was falling for them, there's no way I wouldn't be thinking that it would be going on outside. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be thinking of it as a separate experiment to my yeah. real life. Mm. But maybe with the cameras around you do, I'm not sure. I just love to be inside their heads sometimes. Yeah. When they can almost distance real life and the experiment from each other. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. But I think it would be so easy. Do you think? Yeah, see, I think that would be easy to do because you're not at work. Yeah. You don't live in your own home. You're not around your own family. You're not around your own friends. Yeah. You're not in your own town or city doing the things you'd normally be doing day to day. It's kind of like you're on holiday. Kind of like a sabbatical from life. It's like suspended it? reality. <clears throat> yeah. If I was going on that, I would almost think, I wouldn't even be thinking about the person I was about to marry. I'd just be thinking, right, I'm going to be doing this max three months and then I'll go back to whatever I'm doing. And I don't, you sort of just think, oh, this is a... Oh, you're old romantic. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a... invested in the marriage from day one, yeah. Omar. But that's it. And, and then, obviously, loads of things are going to happen during mm. that three months. But I would just be thinking, yeah, this is a three-month sort of weird holiday that I'm, that I'm doing, a weird experience, and not thinking beyond that, really. I, I sort of imagine... You know, like, when people think about the, the future what they think about is like spaceships and uh, even bigger iPhones. But the things that don't change, the thing that they never think of is themselves being older. Right. You know what I mean? They they, they can't integrate the whole picture of what they're they're thinking about. Yeah, they're just thinking like the busted song, Year 3000. (laughs) Not much has changed, but we live underwater. Yeah, I guess I guess everyone's different. I think I would just the the intimacy of living together is what gets me. Like a month living in close quarters with someone, sharing mm. a bathroom, sharing a kitchen, like making each other a morning cup of tea. Like you're living as such a married couple. I can't imagine not caring, not not caring, but people who think oh it might just end at the end. I'm like, but you're sort of like in a committed long term relationship, sped up. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I do, and I also wonder about how age and reality TV play a part. Yeah, that. maybe. Kind of maybe, what you maybe. want afterwards, really. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Little, yeah. pretty little thing, contract or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, shall we go on to Laura and Arthur? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So? Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, my, my view changed as the their time on the, on the couch went on. But I was starting to think, does anyone ever ask anything or criticise Laura in these situations it's always like oh well we get over these uh, the lies that Arthur's <laughs> told and things these white lies and stuff and, and then to be fair it came up to Laura being like oh, yeah I've been testing him and I've mm, had yeah. my walls up and things I'm like oh okay here we go then you know 
The Little no. White Lies felt like it was just one or two and it was a little knee-jerk thing. It didn't feel like it was systemic in Arthur's personality of like just mm. being a liar. That just feels like so long ago exactly. to me. I know, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, yeah. It's like, what has happened with them since then? Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're still thinking about that. I find Arthur really, really sweet. And then me and my sister were talking about it and it was like, is he just like a little sidekick buddy? Or would you mm. take him seriously as like a long-term romantic partner? Because he's so endearing and he's... And I don't mean to patronise him because I think he's really, really nice. But do you think Laura takes him seriously as an equal partner and someone she could build a life with? Or do you think it's, um, oh, he's sweet, he's attentive? I think it's probably that. I think she, at the moment, she's pleased that the different type she has requested is working out to, yeah. a, to a certain extent. Yeah. But I don't think... I don't know if it's going to go beyond that. Yeah, there's something where it feels like an imbalance. And I re- and it's unfair to talk about the intelligence level because I don't necessarily think it's that. Um, but it, it, there feels like a little imbalance. They're actually... So she's 34, he's 34. They're actually exactly the same mm. age. But there's sort of... She sort of holds herself in a different way and maybe she's got more life experience having come out of a marriage already. Mm. There's something where he feels like this really sweet well, not- sidekick and to her yeah. main character... It's, it's I know not, what you mean. It's not necessarily intelligence, but I do think it's something in that realm where I think she's quite well read and just has. Yeah. In, I think it's an interest issue. Yeah. Maybe she just has interest that he doesn't share. Like, mm. you know, when he was on the balcony with his mates last week and, and saying, you know, a lot of stuff I don't know what she's talking <laughs> yeah. about. Like, you know, if she's talking about politics and philosophy or whatever, mm. it's not that he couldn't necessarily understand those things. He just might not be interested yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe just isn't as, yeah, so therefore he wouldn't be as animated in those conversations as her or as kind of um, philosophical about these things as she is because he's just not that bothered. It's yeah. not something that's as big a part of his life. Maybe. But then but then she's recognising in him quite like a nice sturdiness. Mm. Like he's yeah. there, he's present, he shows up, he looks after him. There is that about him. He does seem just really lovely and solid and mm-hmm. dependable, maybe is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah, but is that enough? I is that like know. having a pet who's dependable <laughs> or is it like having a husband? That's what I'm not sure about. <laughs> Might be a bit of both. Another couple going well, Adrian and Mark. Very well. Yeah. They were very happy on the couch. They All even, good. They even said they're very like physically um, well suited, didn't they? Yeah. Having fun on the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was uh, that was obvious at the time, wasn't it? He was saying what a, what a good time he was having. They brought up the blip that they had on the honeymoon. Yeah, and I think it was, it is something they've got over. Mm. And I think he admitted like he doesn't think before he speaks, did he say? Or his words don't come out quite how he means them. I think he said both. Yeah. (laughs) I think he said, sometimes I don't think before I speak, but also sometimes my words come out muddled up. Yeah, and I get that. Like, I do that all the time. (laughs) You say, you think after, oh, bloody hell, what did I say? Like when you've recorded a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then you listen to it back. I know, and you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) That sounded awful. No, I think it looks like they've worked that out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a minor hiccup that was dealt with quite well, quite well at the time. They've... Again, we didn't really see them at the dinner party because other than Adrian no. being, being awkward when Nathaniel... <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were them being on the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting, interesting to see what Love and Hate Week is going to bring for them. What actually is Love and Hate Week? Well, I think from what we saw, it's list three things that you don't like about me. I think... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure healthy. there's more. It feels like hate's quite a strong word. Yeah, it's a lot. I just it's want it harsh. to be called like, like and mildly dislike week. 
because we can make this work. I don't hate you <laughs> as a person. Well, the bit I remember from the preview and a couple we've not spoken about yet was George and Peggy again with a video, another squatting video oh, no. that she's going to see. And actually, oh yeah, George, I just saw this morning, has posted it. He said, this is the video that Peggy shows me in tonight's episode. Oh, is it so, the Tarzan thing? I've not looked at it yet. Ooh, the okay. squatting has become bigger than the spoon storyline of Terence and Portia. Yeah, <laughs> squat a spoon, squat a spoon. And plus, George is already sort of George is already feeling on the back foot because of the lack of intimacy mm. from Peggy. Yeah, and you. But then he said, "I've never had this before." But he hasn't been in a relationship before. Yeah. So his sexual experiences, and I don't want to like assume, but I'm guessing are interactions with girls he doesn't date or he hasn't been in serious relationships with so maybe they are more like one night stands mm-hmm. or flings or holiday romances yeah. and things where obviously it's a sexual thing because that's how you're drawn together yeah so he hasn't had to maybe wait for someone to be ready and this is a new experience for him yeah. so it's just it's just new it's yeah. just he hasn't had it before and he said this is how she normally operates so she must have said to him oh in a relationship i normally want to wait a month or two months or whatever it is so i guess like has to be compromised you can't yeah you can meet in the middle and to some extent but you can't can't, neither one can force the other no no you wonder where they're gonna go don't you now i was fairly optimistic before but it feels like this is becoming a bigger sticking point yeah than perhaps we thought it might and the squatting video is becoming a bigger sticking point as well (laughs) it's like they're becoming the two big bumps in the road i mean i think this is going the way i kind of thought it would actually because he has had a period of being a bit of a yes man yeah (laughs) now he's digging his heels in (laughs) yeah because he thought at least by this point he'd be having some sex to make up for the fact that he's trying not to be so crass all the time although i don't know if he's been successful at moderating his language because peggy peggy suggested he's not yeah, yeah. she said it keeps setting her 10 steps back and yeah. so i think she's being quite open and honest about why they're not being intimate i'm mm. curious is because he's worried now does she fancy me well that's mm. what he's saying yeah so do you think behind closed doors they're snuggling up on the sofa and having kisses and is she telling him she fancies him even though they're not having sex or is it quite is she holding back entirely, you know, not holding his hand, not kissing him, not telling him she fancies him? I don't... I, mean, I feel like there must be something because they sit... When we see them sitting together on the couch... They're quite affectionate. They're quite they? affectionate. They're very close. Yeah. So I think they... It seems like that's not just for the commitment ceremony. Yeah. It seems like that's what they do. But maybe that's... In which case, I'd be, anno- I'd be annoyed at George because you don't need sex from someone to know they fancy them. If, if she's telling him, I fancy you and kissing him and stuff like that, but saying, I'm not quite ready to sleep with you. Yeah. That's a different kettle of fish entirely to quite being quite cold and, and not yeah. giving him anything to go on. And I think it's difficult for us as viewers because we're not seeing George with the group, really. So we're hearing Peggy say... You know, you don't use crass language around a lady. Around a lady. You said, didn't, he? That <laughs> didn't she? So old yeah. school. A lady can't hear those things. <laughs> <laughs> She'll wither up and die. <laughs> but she was saying that's what he does and he needs to learn that. But we're not seeing any of that. And also, no. we know the group don't like George, but we don't really know why because we're not seeing that either. I guess we know enough from George that he does talk about quite crass things in front of her. Like we've seen it, we've seen it a handful of times, but I know what you mean about like, is it continuous? Is he just Mm. like a big child in front of everybody all the time? Yeah. But then he has said 
himself like that's been his persona he's been the entertainer he's been the single guy he's been like trying to make everybody laugh i don't know how many laughs he's actually got out of people but (laughs) it would seem not many um but yeah it does seem like they're coming up to a bit of a bigger hurdle yeah of like is he giving her the ick and Mm. is that why she can't like is all that crudeness and the squatting just giving her the ick which she can't get over yeah it seems like it doesn't it and if she's now gonna then watch the video next week as well yeah okay so we're back and i'm going to break the fourth wall for our listeners we're sorry if that first half was absolute shite (laughs) (laughs) it's because uh, there was a naughty puppy wasn't there because we have an adolescent dog he destroyed the rug he was barking at Sarah, even though she's round twice a week. <laughs> he hates me. You were banging into things left, right and centre. Well, yeah, I'm, I have worse spatial awareness than him. So every time the table... Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's but, a bark of love. Oh, bless him. <laughs> it's because he's so excited to see you. Oh. He and just doesn't know how to calm down He was yet. going wild, wasn't he? He was. And then... Squeaky toys. <laughs> yeah. And then we spoke to Adrian, who... It's an amazing interview. He didn't it's, hold back. It's coming up at the end and he spills the tea. He doesn't just spill the tea. He spills the coffee. He spills Whoa. the comedy. He spills the wine. It's all coming. Yeah, that's perked us up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's get back on track. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like the episode of Married at First Sight last night. First half was a bit dull. <laughs> and now we get into the, the good stuff. I hope we've still got people listening at yeah. this point. We just keep parallel, paralleling. The episodes then, mm-hmm. don't we? Remember what? after the chaotic dinner party, I'm we were all a bit chaotic, <laughs> weren't gonna, we? <laughs> I'm going to smash a glass and walk out. <laughs> Not that mug, we've only got one of them. Okay, I went smash the mug. <laughs> so, did you want to start about Erica and Jordan? Well, how much is there to actually say about Erica and Jordan? But I liked her because orange power suit. The power suit was amazing. <laughs> I love a power suit. But there was really just the... Ta- they asked about the Tasha thing a little bit. And then uh, they're just getting on, aren't they? So I'm not sure how much really there is to say about them this week. They're having very little screen time unless it's yeah. about Tasha, which is a shame because yeah. it does seem like they're doing quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we we can only know what we're told. So we're just seeing little snippets and it seems like they're absolutely fine. Yeah. I'd like to see more of some of the couples just to see how they're doing and less of this sort of like playground yeah. drama between people because it's unnecessary. We don't need that. That's, That's not... Yeah. We, we've seen more of... Tasha and Erica than we have of yeah. Paul and, and Tasha and, Tasha. and Jordan and yeah Erica. so I'd yeah. rather I, you know it's time to let go of that now whatever that let was be tramps <laughs> yeah let bygones be bygones and tramps be tramps oh, and let's move I on. absolutely wasn't gonna let go <laughs> because I was gonna say even Tasha saying oh don't play the victim now I know there was still a lot of eye rolling oh, Erica like, was doing a lot of eye she rolling was. wasn't yeah, she, she when was. Tasha was on the couch I almost don't want to give it any more airtime here because it's just like it rolls on and it's just distracting and okay. it's annoying well do you know what I mean because like we don't watch the show to see women fighting maybe you do Omar I don't know I've watched Made in Chelsea for that. exactly <laughs> no yeah I'm, I'm much more interested in how the couples are doing but yeah we just need to see a bit more well what do you think of something I've seen online is people starting to question Paul I was like, how can he accept this this behavior? It's like, so that's more about them as a, them as a couple. But they are just young, though. And I've I got to remember that as well. Like, we're looking at this from like you know, 
we're slash almost 40. We're twice their age. Yes. But and I so, <laughs> you know, if I was doing that, I don't think you perhaps would put up with it. But when you're like 25, 26, you know, it's a different world, isn't it? Totally. But also he's in a difficult position because he sort of, he sort of has to back her to continue going at a good pace but the healthy thing would be maybe challenge her lovingly on some of her behaviours, but maybe he doesn't feel like they know each other well enough to do that. But They've always got a challenge in private as well. Oh, yes. this is what I said yeah. last night. Yes. So, maybe it's so you stole my point again. <laughs> Thank you very much. But this is what I said last night when we were watching it, is at the dinner party, at the commitment ceremony, he has to be on her side you know, which he's in done inverted well. comments you totally sold me out then in front of Sarah yeah <laughs> I thought you had all these amazing points we'll have this conversation in private over. <laughs> but then in- <laughs> challenge him behind closed doors <laughs> yeah it has to be done when it's just the two of them he can't do it in a crowd dinner party situation he and has actually, to be on her side in that of, situation really a lot of her anger seems to come from maybe feeling quite vulnerable or yeah. maybe have not had lots of support growing up not been in healthy relationships so actually him having her back is a really positive yeah. thing even though she's not act, even though she's been acting out mm-hmm. him having her back is maybe healthy in the long run yeah for her to just settle into herself and not feel so threatened by newcomers yeah. anyway again we're just talking about the bloody erica and tasha <laughs> thing it's just so it's rolling on, isn't it? I don't think we've seen the end of it. Obviously, we've got to talk about Ella. Ella, on the couch on our own. Oh, of course, because she, co- she wasn't called up last, was she? She was called no. up on her own. Mm. I feel for Ella. I think it's a difficult one because I don't think... I, I don't think she's like a villain. I don't, I don't want her to be painted as a villain. I, I can understand, like, to be rejected by Nathaniel, like, in terms of, like, attraction... She obviously then was looking for it elsewhere, which we've all been guilty of when we were younger. Of you know, you look, you want to feel validated, and then to sit on the sofa on your own is is really quite terrifying. You can see her almost shaking, yeah, mm-hmm. in her black patent boots. I have more beef with JJ, right, and less beef with Ella, but I still think she's acted wrong. But I felt for her a little bit. I felt for her to some extent, definitely, but the whole thing of I'm going to get to know him on the outside so it doesn't matter it was quite defensive wasn't it yeah there was a lack of contrition there do you know what I wanted to talk about at no point did they ask to stay in the experiment as a new couple do you think they were told off screen that it just wasn't going to happen because normally when a couple is like that we've seen it before they're like Mm. oh please can we we want to come back yes and I would have thought knowing the two of them they would want to stay want to come back yeah. want to redeem themselves be the sweetheart couple or at least get more airtime. Mm-hmm. we didn't even see them ask so I wonder whether that was either not shown mm. or they were told they couldn't ask yeah because we did think that that could be a possibility and it was sort of flatly refused before it had even been brought up I thought it was a guarantee that they'd ask and I'm almost surprised if they did ask it wasn't shown because that makes for quite good TV. Yeah. Them coming with like the begging bowl of like, please, can we come back? And then the experts saying, no, you've acted too badly. Because mm-hmm. normally we see a couple ask and they're either allowed or not allowed. Yeah. And sometimes the experts even say, we will come back to you. We need to talk about oh, it. And it yeah. becomes this huge thing of, will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. And the audience love it. But we weren't even shown that. So have they decided to stamp all that sort of thing out? Have they decided... Um, no, we're not even going to give them the satisfaction of asking. You're not allowed to even ask. I don't know. I'm fascinated to know what happened because I think they would have asked. Yeah, you feel like they would have because they keep saying, you know, there's a connection. We don't don't there's know a what huge it is. Connection. My yeah. sister texted me. She went, 
I've, they've got about as much chemistry as I have with Louis Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a random person to choose. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone, including PCB, thinks he's thinking with his dick. Well, Whoa. yeah, I didn't know if we were going to come to that when JJ and Bianca are on the sofa, but yeah. that was, uh, that was yeah. a moment, wasn't it? I do want to say I'm glad they didn't let them back in because I don't, I'm not on board with that. I don't no. like it when that happens. It hasn't happened in the UK one before, has it? That's sorry, I'm eating brownie. Who? Whitney and Whitney and Matt. Um, Whitney and Matt and it, um, was it Adam and Alexis? I think it's happened a couple of times. Sorry, um, Aunt and Alexis. Um, I was just having a little yeah, brownie. But- <laughs> Casey sounds claggy. Sugar. <laughs> so claggy. It was, it was Aunt and Alexis. <laughs> it has happened oh, before. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think Aunt and Alexis qualify in this situation. No. Because they didn't cheat Nikita in inverted commas. Yes. The thing is, it's so I don't think that counts. But it, the whole Matt and Whitney thing didn't work. People oh, weren't horrible. on board with it. People didn't like it. Was it was horrible, and Gemma so was so slighted. Let's get out of that habit. It of feels like them maybe back in, in that yeah. way. I'm not on board with that. Sorry. So it, maybe they've decided actually it hasn't worked. Yeah. Let's not get too far down that habit of doing it every year. Let's do it differently this year. Yeah, you're, you're in the danger of it becoming so predictable that yeah. each year a couple are looking around and going like, well, who am I going to swap with to get more airtime? Mm-hmm. And obviously, but then the cynic in me is like, why aren't the producers loving that? Because it does make for good headlines. I'm surprised yeah. they weren't allowed back in. But, you know, yeah. am I turning into more of a cynic <laughs> as this podcast <laughs> continues? I started off so in love with the Ever well, After. <laughs> I was Peggy. <laughs> Especially when after you've heard some of the stuff Adrian says, I know. Oh, I haven't heard it yet. It's Come to come at the end. You guys have to stay <clears throat> stay listening because he's got. Oh yeah, he's great. We've talked about. Oh, what, what do you want to say about Ella then? Because I felt like she was backtracking a bit on her apology. Yeah. yeah. Because it doesn't stand up as an apology if you then make excuses or. S- I don't know. I felt the same with JJ when we come to him. Like both of their apologies rang quite empty because. You can't say you regret something that you know that person would do given the chance again. Mm-hmm. You know that they'd act exactly in the same way, I, rem- yeah. I think. I think their apologies have always been a, like that, though, haven't yeah. they? From the first time they started apologising, it was, I'm sorry, but well, we've got a connection. I'm sorry, but things weren't going well with my Paul, partner. I think Paul it's always been like that. cleared it up pretty, pretty quickly with, like, these messi- who sent the first message? The messages she was sending, did your partner know about it? No, they didn't. Did your partner know about your replies? No, they didn't. All right, so we have an illicit affair going on. Mm. That's it's kind of cut, cut and dried, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's when Bianca called him a dickhead, which is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I really loved that bit where Paul Paul said, "No, you have been thinking with your dick," <laughs> because we don't normally hear the experts. The experts seem to toe the line of like being really fair and professional and like maintaining a level of sort of. Um, distance and kindness and stuff but actually I've never seen them be quite have I he was really direct to Mm. JJ and was correcting him and said no if you're saying you needed a spark and you're saying that you couldn't give her the time of day you were thinking with your dick and I was like go Paul well he he laid traps for him he said so what makes a relationship work he goes time and patience he goes well did you give time no did you give (laughs) patience no we've got examples in the room of where people didn't have a spark he he just laid the the traps for him and JJ straight into it he did he did I think uh, yeah you can imagine Paul was thinking of maybe like Ros and Thomas 
where there was Laura and Arthur. Laura and Arthur. Yeah. No immediate sparks, but actually they've worked really hard on it. And yeah, yeah. you're right. JJ just walked straight into the trap. And it was quite satisfying TV to see him. <laughs> well, to see him be to hold to account. But actually, yeah. I, given the chance, I think Ella and JJ would do exactly the same again. So I'm not sure if it was falling on deaf ears a little bit. Oh, yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. only for our benefit that we got to see that. Yeah. I don't think JJ is going to learn anything from this. No. And given that now they are both on the outside, mm-hmm. do we know what's going on? I was going to say, are they no, together? No, actually. Yeah, don't, I would like know to know anything. what is going I've on. I've almost not looked because it feels like a spoiler, but I guess they've left now. They've so left now. So it'd be interesting to see. I really don't want to eat into the uh, George video squatting time that I'm putting in at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> is that the priority? Yeah, I've really got a few of those to get on with. I'm halfway through oh, series three. Ma- so. <laughs> series three. Is there a spoiler at the end? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... Yeah, JJ, I don't think JJ's really learned anything. It's such a shame because you come on this show and he did say, my normal type doesn't work. Mm. I'd like to be given someone different. Mm. He was given someone different. She was lovely. She was very open to him, even though he took his time. He never really gave her a chance. It's all imploded. Mm -hmm. Poor Bianca. Has he learned anything? No. So it's just, it feels like a bit of a waste of time. Remember... um Remember on that honeymoon when the tide had sort of starting to turn against Bianca when we were like, why is she saying that she can't imagine life without it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I know, she'll have to now. I just think she was really invested in a way that made no sense to us because we saw what he was saying behind her back, I guess, to, in his like yeah. bits to camera. He was like, I don't feel anything for her. But she wasn't hearing that from him because he was never direct with her. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was becoming mm-hmm. more and more invested of like, we can make this work. And as a viewer, we were like, what are you... Why do you care? What, what, are you, what are you clinging to? There's nothing to cling to. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to raise something. And again, I don't really like when the fourth wall is broken. I don't like spoilers. I like to watch as a pure fan. But Ella said something that was left in the edit. And it was something like, we weren't allowed. When Bianca said, you never told me, you never told me. Ella said something like, we weren't allowed. Right. And I was thinking, shit, was she... Has this actually been all orchestrated where JJ and Ella, the producers obviously knew they're talking... And they were told not to tell Bianca? Right. I did not clock that. I, d- I didn't clock it at the time, but you, there are people on our tweets who've been saying who've been saying that. It was wow. like a little yelp. It was like, you could have definitely missed it because it was a little like, we weren't allowed. And, and she almost caught herself. But it was, the producers can't have been trying to hide the fact she said it because it was left in the show to, mm-hmm. for you to hear. But I was quite shocked. I was like, did I hear that right? We weren't allowed is almost like a smoking gun of like, okay, so you actually were told not to tell Bianca. Yeah, that's, it's, it's hard to, I mean, I'd have to watch it. I'd have to watch it again. But if, I mean, given what Adrian said, would it be that surprising? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I mean, part of me was surprised, part of me wasn't, but to look, be honest. Yeah. Look, but look, look, we know the producers are, obviously they knew, they set up that weird little meeting around the snooker table. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Hiya. You're right. Yeah, I know. I guess the producers, in their defence, might say, well, we told her not to say anything just in a text message or off camera. She was told to tell Bianca or he was told to tell Bianca in a way that could be filmed. Yes. But maybe Mm. they used that as an excuse to wait until the dinner party. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like a bit of a smoking gun when I heard that. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting. And obviously people have picked up on it on Twitter. Definitely. I think Mm. this is one of those things where we're never going to know the truth. Yeah. Unless we've got all the footage. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, I'm watching the George Swatton videos. <laughs> Got the footage to trawl through. And even if and when we talk to any of the current cast, 
It's only mm. their opinion. Yeah, we're going to yeah. hear some some conflicting stories, I'd imagine. We are. Do you think, on a, on an aside, do we think Nathaniel should have showed up to the commitment ceremony? Nah, fuck it. Why? <laughs> I do. I do. Do you? I, yeah, well, it's what you signed up for, isn't it? That's when you leave or that's when you stay. So I do think, you know, Bianca was there and she knew it was over between her and JJ. That's true. And... You know, Ella was there, but she knew it was all over as well. So I think it's part of the process that you sign up for. Well, we've talked a little bit about how in the press, Nathaniel has said a little bit about how he felt sort of coerced into even being on the show, maybe wanted to be put with a guy rather than a woman. And maybe he literally thought, well, this whole thing's been a facade. Mm. And to appear on the commitment ceremony is part of the facade. I'm, I've just given up entirely. Yeah. Whereas someone like Bianca might be still sold into the process and still part wants to be part of the show. But it's just like, it's a shame that I was put with JJ. But I yeah. still buy into maths as a brand. <laughs> Whereas Nathaniel's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. make a stand at the very end he's probably concerned about like how much more ammunition am I going to give them to use against me yeah and he does seem mm. quite principled on like you know he, he sticks to sort of for better or worse during the show he's stuck to sort of his, his views yeah and I think he would say that like to appear would have been two-faced mm-hmm. when he's done but I agree with you because like it's a shame for Ella to sit there on her own yeah the other thing I wanted to bring up was that Brad has been posting, you know, talking about the edit, etc., which is sort of related to what we've just been talking about. Mm. And someone who's who's leapt to his defence, commenting on his on his posts, is Harrison from Maths Australia, oh. Red Face Harrison, <laughs> Red Flag Harrison. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. They can have each other. <laughs> They're welcome to each other. And his his comments are like, "Don't bother trying to explain to these these idiots. It's just." 30 year old women who don't have part fat women who don't have partners yeah, and soy offensive. boys which is a what term what are soy boys it's a term coined by Andrew Tate I believe oh. um, people who have like vegans or okay. men with men in touch with their emotional side oh shocking it felt very Andrew Tate it felt <laughs> yeah. very like Piers Morgan defends Andrew Tate defends <laughs> Russell Brand <laughs> anyway <laughs> Again, stay tuned for the interview with Adrian. We've got a love and hate week coming up. We do. Conflicting Mm. sides. So let's see how that impacts how our pod is on Friday. Is there (laughs) going to be some love and hate going on in this room? (laughs) Well, I love you guys, but I fucking hate the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not all the time you don't. No. Um, So for now, goodbye from me, Omar Abid. Goodbye from me, Sarah Clark. Goodbye from me, Claire Limerabeed. Um, Goodbye from me, Bagel. Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Stop thinking with your dick. <laughs> oh, he's too young for that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So now, Sarah and I are joined by one of last year's participants, uh, a maths favourite, I would say. Everyone's very excited when they heard he's coming back on to talk to us about this year's series, Adrian Sanderson. Hi, Adrian. Yeah. Hiya, how are you? I'm good. And if people aren't um, watching, he's wearing a beautiful little necklace, a big, beautiful blonde quiff. I've missed your face. <laughs> oh, thanks. I liked watching well, I'm going to be on next week's episode. They, they're marrying me again, you see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't, I don't know if I would be able to mentally do that. Are you still recovering from last year? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I actually am, you know. I mean, it, uh, to be fair, though, I will always stand by. It was a great experience. I'll never regret it. Oh, good. And are you watching this year as a fan? I'm watching this year. But not as a fan. <laughs> um, do you know what? Since doing it, there's some elements of it that I'm like, I'm not a fan of this. I think you see it through different eyes as well. So that becomes, do you know who's really ticking me off a lot this season? The experts. Oh, oh they are like, do you know what? I would challenge them to have a chat with me. Like they tick me off. Like I felt really disappointed in actually how JJ was spoken to on last night's episode. I was like, that's awful. Oh, like, really? You are really hammering at him. And from what I've seen, he has tried to be as honest as he can. I don't think it's a great situation. I think Bianca absolutely did not deserve any of that. But I don't know that he deserved to be spoken to the way that Paul spoke to him. Right. This is this is good. We've started already. <laughs> right. right. Let's Because I will say... When you say he's tried to be as honest as he can, the, the main contention is he, he didn't tell Bianca what was going on with Ella until the dinner party. And I absolutely agree that that is very, very wrong. But also, it wasn't even him who told her in the end. He was challenged by Nathaniel and had to say something. I think my problem with him, Adrian, is that he didn't actually ever try to get to know Bianca. He was put with her and he sort of wrote her off straight away. Yep. And there's an element, and I actually was on, you, you might hate me for this, but I was on Paul's side. Obviously, you'd never expect the um, the experts to sort of lay into them. So it was quite an element of it being quite full on. Yeah, yeah. But I was on Paul's side because I think JJ had to be held to account of like, you applied to this program. You asked to be put with someone who's not your usual type. That's what we did. Bianca's lovely. She gave you every chance. And he didn't actually ever ask her any questions about herself, look to find an attraction there, see what they had in common. That was my frustration with him. Yeah. I can get it. Like, I can see frustrations from all sides. I just think, for me, I, I found it, maybe it was just triggering being shouted yeah. at by Paul, because I've been shouted at by Paul. <laughs> I didn't uh, didn't appreciate it, don't like it. Uh, but I thought he really went heavy in on him. And I think mm, there's been a lot of other things that you really didn't go heavy on people for. 
probably deserved it a little bit more. So that's interesting. I guess like it's so different for us watching because we haven't had the experience of sitting on the couch mm. and feeling very sort of exposed, I guess. So you're watching yeah. as somebody who's been on the show, you've had some dramatic storylines, you've had ups and downs, and then you're watching it. Are you watching it with like lots of adrenaline? Are you able to relax with a drink or are you just watching through? No, yeah, I do think I'm just watching it as a viewer. Like right. I, do, I, do, I think I see it differently. Like when they do their, like their voxes, which is when they have their private conversations, I can always hear the question they've been asked. I know yeah. what I can hear it because you get into such a rhythm with doing those things. It's crazy. We do we do voxes like you'll do like three a day, even though there's only like the odd couple per episode. You do a lot of them. So you get used to that sort of thing. Um, but n no, I mean, I, I would say that I'm watching it with maybe some pessimistic eyes at times. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That's a load of bullshit. Like, were you uh, were you tempted not to watch it? No, never, <laughs> never. Yeah. Wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I've, I was ever tempted not that I was tempted not to watch it at the beginning. I think there's been a couple of points where I'm like, this is actually somewhat exhausting at times to watch this. I think because it does bring up. One minute I'm just watching as a viewer. So actually I, I take my first first answer back. Yeah. I actually do get a bit exhausted watching it sometimes because it brings a lot of things back. You know, the dinner parties and everything, they look exactly everything looks the same, even and even though it's in a different place and different cast, it still gives you certain like feeling. I can totally I can totally imagine the feeling that you must get of being triggered. You, and as well, do you feel like you're just watching it and being much more savvy of like, right, like you said, they're asking a certain question to get that Vox response. Um, do you think there's a level of manipulation that we're not aware of? I am never going to be a person who will go down the manipulation edit producer's route just because I was asked to do and say an awful lot of things. And I said, no. Okay. So that's, so anything that I said on that show, anything that I did on that show, my choice. Okay. So, you know, so many people will say, oh, but the producers told me to say it. Okay. Please and they it. did. Right. They okay. did say it. So full disclosure for the listeners, we're sort of halfway recording our portion of the episode. Because your dog wouldn't shut up. <laughs> dog wouldn't fucking shut up. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> so I've not actually brought it up, but. The listeners will hear that before I'm saying it now. Yesterday, Harrison from the Australian series has been posting on Brad's yeah. uh, videos and showing him support and things like that. And their common thing is the edit. Look, they clip these different bits of audio together. But if you refuse to say what they've told you to say in the first place. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh, wait, I got no, no, no. <laughs> because the Australian version is very different they have wildly different laws oh. than we, we have interesting so the australian edit i firmly believe harrison got screwed i'm i speak to harrison quite a lot right unlikely friends i have a lot of love and a lot of time for harrison i think that that man got screwed this wow. is a controversial opinion you're raising here adrian <laughs> listen i'm never shy of them no. If I have something to say, I don't say much, but if I have something to say, then I'm happy to say it. So, so the headline is, is uh, you hate Paul Brunson, you love Harrison. <laughs> I don't hate Paul Brunson. Uh, I've had a lot of nice times with Paul Brunson. I've 
I just find it. I would like to hold them accountable. Okay, but with for some the Harris- of the choices they make. As yeah, well. with the Harrison thing, I'm fascinated by that because obviously, I mean, we won't go too much into it. It's a different series, but when someone comes across as quite manipulative and gaslighting and all those sort of things, are you saying that the producers have that power to create a monster out of somebody who's relatively nice? Or well, they they, have- but they have they have different like they can do whatever they want on the on the Australian one. You know, you can say something on the first of the month and they'll air it that you said it on the twenty first of the month. Right? They can't do that in England. That's we chronological. Yeah, it has to be chronological. If I said that in Dinner Party 3, then I said it in Dinner Party 3, and I can sue you if you move move it. And if I say to Susan, if I say something to Susan and they show me saying it to Mark, I can sue them. Okay. in Australia, I can say something to Susan and they can show me saying it to Mark, and I can't sue them. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, this, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's really and like you're very you really cannot I understand, you know, I had a lot of followers message me and say, I'm not gonna watch this new series after the Australian one, the edit and what Harrison has revealed about everything. And I'm like, no kids, it ain't the same. Like that is not to say that the edit can't you know, I think a, a wild example of the edit in our, our our series right now would be Roz. Like she just looks like this quite quiet, quite meek person. She is wonderful and vibrant and happy okay. and wild energy in a room. And she's not getting that. That is okay. not being good. But that's almost more about airtime. Mm-hmm. That's well. an interesting example, because obviously in her first thing to camera, week one, she was like, I'm this big, crazy character. And then we didn't see that play out. So then we're questioning her judgment of herself. Because like, well, you yeah. said you were wild. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen that. But obviously, we're all grown ups. So we can understand there's an edit. But I think you do suspend your disbelief a little bit when you're watching. And you just, you spoon, you're spoon fed what they want you to see. And there's an element of like when you're watching TV, you want to turn your brain off a little yeah. bit. So you're just I mean, allowing it to. It does make sense with Roz because, yeah, she seemed quite, quite mild. And then next thing we hear about the uh, spin the bottle is that she's scissoring Jay <laughs> for <laughs> an hour. And then it's last night was the big box of sex toys. Which seems to come out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, interesting. Roz is wild. She's okay. so much fun. She's my favorite, one of my favorite humans in this cast, but hundred percent. She's so wonderful. I oh. literally I couldn't find a bad word to say about the woman. Besides, she did beat me in Monopoly the other day, and I was very <laughs> upset. So have you become quite pally with the current contestants? I speak to Rods quite a bit. Yeah, I speak to a few of them quite a bit. I speak to George quite a bit as well. Do they look to you for advice as like big brother of you've been through it already? Yeah, I think they did at first. I think now they're finding their feet. You know, you yeah. have to get used to it quite quickly. You've got no choice. How uh, how many baguettes do you have to collect <laughs> to interact with George? I don't. I don't enter into that conversation <laughs> with him. I find it ridiculous. <laughs> then I also, again, another controversial opinion. Maybe I think he gets a real hard time for a lot of things that he says, and it's like it's so offensive. And I'm like, no, it's not. You might not like it. It might be a bit silly. Yeah. It's not like he's making porn. No. And if he was making Even porn. Even if he was, exactly. That's okay, babe. Like, yeah. Maybe I, if it I, was human trafficking, but <laughs> no, yeah. I totally I totally know what you mean because I mean what turned me off from Georges was week one when he kept talking about her boobs and she could just be this big walking pair of boobs. But I think ever since then, there's been a sort of gentleness to him that it it's not like he's 
he's really aggressive with his views and stuff. He just says things. And like, it was Peggy who brought up to her mum that he was into rooming. And that was so unnecessary because George wasn't going to say it. He wasn't going to, he read the room and then it was just. Well, that feels like Claire, my wife has said a couple of times that like the whole OnlyFans conversation on their honeymoon seems like a producer going, bring that OnlyFans conversation up that you had had earlier. Bring that up now. Well, uh, she seems personally upset by it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't out of it, nowhere. It, so it so maybe a producer did say it. Yeah. But she seemed like it was her issue to bring up, not the mm-hmm. producers. Do you think a plan And I'm like, what you, you're really offending all these OnlyFans creators, and I know mm-hmm. you. Oh, of course, of course. Do you think going into this show, you need to have a really strong sense of self so that like you did, when a producer tells you you should say this, you can say, Well, no, I'm not gonna say that because it's not true to who I am. Do you think there's people who shouldn't be going on this because they're too vulnerable or they haven't quite grown up enough to do it? Yeah, I think you have to be a real sort of person to be able to deal with this sort of show. And, you know, while filming it, you need to take care of yourself and make sure that you are not being manipulated by producers. I'm never going to blame a producer for trying to manipulate me. You know, there was one particular one. And every time he spoke, I was like, you are a little bastard, you. You are a little (laughs) bastard. And I would just laugh at him because he'd have his go. He'd be like, oh, go on, say that. And I'd be like, no. I'm oh not. Amazing. Like, I would just laugh at him. And he, yeah. like he'd even, you could see the grin knowing that he pissed me off and he'd still say it. <laughs> and he'd know that I wasn't going to say it, but he'd try his luck. That's his job. There's no, I don't, you know, that is his job. And, you know, the producers are there to maintain the storyline. And yes, they're going to push for it, but it is television. Like, I find it a little shocking sometimes when people are like, I can't believe this happens. I'm like, you did sign up for a TV show, babe. I've seen a lot of people comparing you to Sean. Yes. <laughs> I've seen that as well. I think I think it's, it's... See, Mark and Sean at the moment, it looks a bit like he's the meanie, he's the nice one. No, I was just saying, actually, that I'm quite surprised because I was expecting not to like Mark because of how, how much of a diva he was first presented as, but it was really nice to see him last night sort of having a... It seems like they're doing a lot better than, yeah, than yeah, I thought yeah, they would. It, I, yeah. it feels like it needs a few stable couples because it's been so so dramatic you know we're getting bogged down in did erica avoid tasha's hug or oh see it's, i've said this a few times i'm like why why am i not seeing any development of couples why is it starting to feel like big brother yeah. and we're all just screaming at each other about who's the fakest yeah. like that seems to be the major plot in the show who is the fakest like and it's <laughs> such a shame it really derails the whole point of the program and yeah well, we joke about we joke about loving the drama but really i want to see the couples develop and i'm i'm fascinated by that from like a well, human point of view i you know if you think from the casting point of view they're a lot younger you know they're trying to hit that younger demographic is my guess you know you miss out on a lot of other different levels and for the first few weeks i was like geez like this is heavy, heavy. Mm. Like, I need some light entertainment. Mm. I need some funny things, you know. At least George was actually bringing some light moments. You know, it, he was making me laugh. I wasn't getting many laughs from the show, and I think that you should get some silly moments. Well, I always think about Kwame from from your series, was that, you know, he was portrayed as sort of a villain, but he wasn't really... I mean, I quite liked him, especially after talking to him. But even if he was a villain, he was always quite entertaining. It was funny. It wasn't like anything that bad. That was it. You know, what's really interesting from like our points of view, right, is when you actually watch the show on TV, 
which you only see it when it comes on TV the same time as anyone else. Mm. One of the most interesting parts is about seeing the other couples and what you perceived when you were there. Right. Or to what they chose for you to perceive when you were there to what actually happened behind closed doors. And Kwame and Keisha, I was like, every time they were on screen, I was like, I never knew, like this was completely different to how it played out in front of anyone else's eyes. And when they were behind closed doors, I honestly did never for one second did I see Kwame becoming any level of villain at all. And then I think at the very end, it became about who's going to play the better game to screw the other one over. Uh, that that sounds like you know at the very end who's gonna who's gonna be cleverer. That sounds like the first thing that came to mind was uh, Porsche's little speech with uh, uh, Terence about like babe, babe, look at me. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, that smelly bullshit. Like, <laughs> babe, oh wow. Wow. Wowzer. Who are you liking on this season? Who are you rooting for? Because do you know, I presume you're just watching as a viewer and you don't know. Oh, you you might know more than us because you're friends with them. I do know of her. Okay, don't reveal anything. No spoilers, please, Adrian. Behave yourself. But who do you like as if you're watching now and you didn't know? (laughs) Um, I really love George, actually. Okay. But I think that is also just to do with that level of light entertainment. And like me and Sophie had him on our podcast and I had him on the boobs thing. He then on to say like, oh, this is like boys talk. I'm like, not a good enough excuse. Yeah, well done. So I get what you're saying about the boob thing, but I had him on that. But I'm really enjoying George. Um, I guess from me knowing Ross, I'm like, I really want you to come. I want what I know of you to come through the screen. Sort of flying under the radar a bit. Arthur, I think Arthur's quite funny, but only because he doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) I love Arthur, you know, I find him so sweet. When Laura's came in the other day, I was like, that's horrible. You're really mean. Well, the friends, her friends. Really mean. Yeah, it was unnecessary. I agree. Not nice at all. And I I, I almost wanted to say, like, knock, knock. Do you think this looks good on you? I know. That's, yeah. Well, that's what we, yeah. I know. Arthur's coming across really. And actually, I really like them as a couple so far. Remember back when he, when they were playing tennis right at the beginning, she was like, take your top off. Like there does seem to be like a level. Anyway, we just don't know what's going to happen. You cannot yeah. predict it. That's the problem. Trying, I, like I need to get pictures up of these people because I'm trying to re- like think of who I'm who I'm enjoying and who. Well, I'm we not. haven't talked about Tasha and Paul. No, we haven't. But we don't see enough of them. Well, the problem, Adrian, like you were saying, is they've been like sweethearts of the show, and then it's been derailed by the drama she's been having with Erica, which is so unrelated, and it's just a shame. It just really distracts you. And it shows a side that we don't necessarily like. And I feel sorry for Paul because he's being drawn in to, to have her back. You just want to draw a line under that because it's it's not nice drama. It's quite icky. It's quite icky it's, playground yeah, it's drama. Not, it's, it's not enjoyable. Not it's not very pleasant. And, you know, it's probably had more airtime than, than their relationship has. Yeah. Like... Like I, I again, I go back to I want to see the relationships develop. Like it's difficult for me to go. I thought that that happened in ours because I did think it happened in our season. I did think that we saw relationships develop more in our season. But there's also like fifty of these, so many of them. <laughs> you know, you've got to keep up with them all. There's new ones coming now, and I'm like, mm, I'm still trying to catch up with these two. 
Well, it's like Sarah Sarah said on our last episode that um, Matt and Adrian and Sean and Mark have never met Shona. Shona and Brad. <laughs> Shona and Brad, who've been one of the biggest storylines, have, have long gone. And there's new people who don't even know who they are. And you think, how long have we been watching this? It's only been four weeks, five weeks. Well, I know. I know. It's it's crazy, isn't it? There's a lot of them. Maybe we need to shuffle a couple out now. Like, <laughs> I think they're gradually well, leaving, aren't they? I, I'm surprised. I thought there was going to be more... More people leaving. Well, I suppose Nathaniel left. Well, I was going to ask Adrian, 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 you, <laughs> I'm um, Adrian. to spill the tea on, are you siding with mummy or daddy in the divorce with Ella and Nathaniel? <laughs> are you allowed to say? I can say what I want. Or do you split custody? Do you spend weekends with dad and weeks with mum and you love them both equally? <laughs> I love them both equally. I find it a massive... Oh, gosh, here we go. Gosh. I find it a massive shame that they haven't ended as allies, as a person from the queer community. I wish so much that that had been presented better. Um, I think they were both in tricky situations Mm -hmm. and just weren't gelling together. I think there's nothing wrong with... Ella saying, do you know what? I really fancy this other guy and he's not into... I think had they dealt with the cheating thing better, I don't. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Like when Matt, Matt, Matt cheated on Gemma, he came over to me at the dinner party. This wasn't aired. And I was like, your problem is, mate, She Whitney went and told Duca before the dinner party and you never told Gemma. That's my issue. That's my only issue. You've got to be respectful. You know, I mean, this sort of does kill the illusion of the show, I guess, what I'm about to say. But, you know, people are like, that's my wife. I'm like, it, it's not, it's not, though, is it? Like, you just <laughs> met half an hour ago. No. Like, come on. Not even my wife, is it? Like, you take the ring off, it's gone. It's a costume. Oh, God. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I so- do. So when, when you, but, and it's so hard because, you know, if they really do like each other, mm-hmm. but you should have been more respectful, should have told Bianca, 100% yeah. should have spoke to Bianca, should have spoke to Nathaniel. I think that they could have amicably managed the whole thing. I agree. We got blessings from the other partners, I think. I think it's sad for Bianca, especially because she's in, you know, you commit so much of your life to this and she yeah. gets I don't think I don't know if Bianca would have given her blessing, not because she's a horrible person, she's a gorgeous person, but she was invested. Whereas I think Nathaniel might have done because he didn't want to be with Ella romantically anyway. Or that was made clear from the edit we saw anyway. Mm -hmm. I I know what you mean about the allies thing, because it was so gorgeous to watch Ella on screen as an openly beautiful, confident trans woman and to see her. Her journey was just, it was lovely. And then again, to use the word derailed, it got a little bit derailed by that drama at the end, but actually she'd been this brilliant character on screen. It'd been quite moving at the beginning when we'd seen her relationship with her mum and dad. Um, Oh, I sobbed. Yeah, me too. And how gorgeous was she? She really lit up the screen. And then, I don't know, it was a shame because most people will now remember the drama rather than the person. Yeah, we should should still be talking about Nanny Val and a rum and toast, you (laughs) know. No, I know. I, I, I find it so sad. I, I actually find it like very sad, the whole thing. I find it sad for Nathaniel. But then when it comes to Ella, you know, you know, she, I think they've both actually had quite, you know, tough journeys yeah. in life. 
okay. to lead me up to where they are now, I would say that they both have just very different. So that's why it, it actually makes me a really, it put, puts me in a sad place. But, you know, for Ella, I, I'm not going to begrudge. I'm never really going to begrudge her finding someone. She has worked more than any of us have to be the person she wants to be. Right, yeah. If she finds someone who she is very attracted to both physically, emotionally, intelligently. I'm not, I'm not going to begrudge her of her ever. Like mm. I, the- I, I know it wasn't the most perfect way of doing it. Mm. I get it. And I don't agree with it. And I never will. I do not like cheating and I do not like deceit. I'm very much a straight talking person. Mm. But I also just can't, I can't, I can't judge her on it. I'm loving you, Adrian. You're so honest. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I love it. Yeah, it's no, amazing. it's good. Um, a couple of things sort of behind the scenes, which we speculated on, but you'll be able to answer. Are those old, old, old phones that they give you just <laughs> purely? So I've, got I've got about four of them. Really? Yeah, and you have you have to understand the the jealousy, the jealousy in the cast because some of those phones have got snake. <laughs> and some don't. And some don't. Some don't. And I'm not, I'm, this is very serious. Like, this was a serious thing. Like, people were pissed off. I've got about four because I lost them constantly. But what, then have, you kept, have you kept them? Oh, all my little burner phones. Yeah, they're out there. Love yeah, it. You'd be a criminal superstar with like burner I am. phones. I am. International. I am. I am. Can I ask a can I ask a question just about like day-to-day life living on maths? Because do you leave the apartment much? Do people go like, cause is there a gym in the building and are you encouraged just to stay put? Because sometimes I think, why aren't people going for walks? Why aren't people doing anything fun? Is it very much you're encouraged to stay in the building? You're encouraged to stay in the building. Um, as you know, near the end, it loosens a bit, but at this point, you know, it also, it, it came to a point, you know, like, I wasn't a dick. So if I said, I'm just going to pop out, I would go and let them know. Yeah. And I would pop out. And so, and they, they knew that I was, you know, you build a level of trust and respect to each other, but they have a level of responsibility for you. And, you know, they need to know where you are. Well, at the, after the first, at least, at least the first half of it, at least the first five, six weeks, I would say, you know, my general morning would be if I wasn't filming straight away, I would go to the producer's office and I'd give it a little knock and I'd say, can someone come to prep with me? And I would go to prep. And so we would go together. So, so you, it is like a prison type. <laughs> it's not like a prison. <laughs> it's not like a prison because if you want to go out, you go out. Okay. And if you go for a walk, you go for a walk. Okay. I need to go to shops, we go to the shop. But you get, you get permission to leave. Yeah, and and as the trust builds, like I say, as the trust builds, you're like, okay, me and Zoe are going to go to Zara, right, to get an outfit for tonight. Um, there's no producer available. Are we all right to go? Yeah, sounds no problem. And then you know, what time will you be back? As long as you, you know, it it's just about respect. Was for me, it was just about respecting each other, okay. respecting you know, because while saying it's a prison, it's not a prison, but you did sign up to do a job. Yeah, okay. and. They might, they need you at, at, at different times, you know, and something could just happen. 
Yeah. And then boom, they go, right, we need Adrian to have do a box on this because right. he's going to be the most articulate or we need G- G- Gemma to, to mm-hmm. talk about this now. And so they need you, like you need to be around and you're getting paid. You are so, paid. Right. So, so the second part of my question was, if you're then in the building most of the day, is that when this, this like it builds this feeling of quite this intensity and does it get really boring? Or does it this, feel, does is, the time fly? No boring, no time, no time whatsoever. You know, filming, it's long. Yeah, okay. But, but, I mean, dinner did, did parties, commitment ceremonies, they're extremely long days, extremely long days. Right. I suppose what I wanted to link that to is then you're busy, but then you're also encouraged to stay inside. Is this how you end up with these crazy spin the bottle parties where everyone's just sort of it's seems... like uni halls yeah it? exactly it's like uni halls and you know what i miss it so much i oh. love that like shanita over there and zoe over there although i mean the worst part about that building was the lift the lift i've said it a thousand times the lift because you press that button and you just do not know who's going to be in it when oh. it opens. <laughs> And you were like petrified, like, oh, great. It's Matt and Whitney. Great. I, I think I forgot that there'd be so much filming involved for short clips. And actually, I just, I was picturing people just sat in these apartments with each other, just bored out of their brains. Like, <clears throat> no. That's why, well, that's why the snake was so crucial. <laughs> like, no. And you're also encouraged to, like, you know, there, there, there's a, a responsibility that you have to have a certain amount of exercise. Right. So you're encouraged. You go for a walk. Like okay. you, we are taking you for a walk, especially for the first few weeks. It was we are we are now walking. Oh, really? Go, yeah. In a group with the producers. Well, you would go, and usually, like you would go in, with your with your husband. Right. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. They don't take you all out in bibs, and <laughs> <laughs> you know when you see a nursery when they're all in like the in the reins, like joint up, like a little. Yeah. Right. No, no, it's nothing like that. And and it really is until you've sort of built up that trust, you know. But then also, you know, people would just dip and disappear. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of our cast members who then just dipped and no one knows where they are. And and then that's a, a responsibility and a concern. Gosh, yeah. So for me personally, it was just about communication. And also, I quite liked, like, I, I got, got on really well with the producers. Okay. So I'm like, come on, let's go for a coffee. Like, yeah. lovely. Lovely. Ah. I love getting up in the morning and going for my little walk to practice. <laughs> a little routine. <laughs> okay. So with uh, you having a bit of inside knowledge, have we got a lot more to look forward to for the rest of this series? No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, oh, yes, there's, uh, there's definitely going to be a few bangers on oh, the Oh, hell. Do you think we've seen the most dramatic dinner party? No. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think they, they'll, there'll be maybe another one that might compare, but that was, I mean, unpleasant. I yeah. didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still remember the artwork that I put, um, was choosing to to promote this interview with you. I, I did consider the one where. Um, you told Whitney you're done, and I've got the one of you back to saying "fuck off." Do you know what? I do. I still find it funny that I was like the fairly, you know, placid chap all the way through, and then final dinner party. I went, <laughs> <laughs> "There you fucking go, have it." <laughs> 
Oh, well, what a pleasure to talk to you. You're a breath of fresh air. I'll tell you what, you are. You're a breath of fresh air. That was a, there was a lot of really interesting, the edit. I know, uh, thank the, you. The experts, I loads just, of stuff, Harrison. And you've got me excited to watch more because there's more to come. No, thanks for having me. I, uh, I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get it in. <laughs> you can You're going to hate me after this one. No. <laughs> no, that's fine. It, it, won't, it won't cause us any trouble, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Baby me. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your honesty. And we'll all be watching tonight at 9pm. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, sweetheart. I hope this this week's a little calmer. (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. Thank you so much. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details.